0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God-Called Partners of Renner Ministries. Welcome to the program. My name
1: is Rick Renner, and I want to say thank you for letting me come right into your space. Today we're wrapping up our brand new series, Five Parts, comes in multiple formats, called Taming the Tongue and Discerning the Real Source of Revelations. Have you enjoyed this series? I have just enjoyed teaching it. The Word of God is so wonderful. But the subtitle says, Practical Help for Controlling Your Mouth. Do you need help controlling your mouth? Or Sensibly Discerning Right and Wrong Revelation. And today we're going to be looking at the evidence of real heavenly revelation. It's going to be so good. But today is the last day that we're offering this on the program. So please order yours right now by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that it comes with a study guide. You just pull your chair up to the table, sit down, dive in, begin to eat this wonderful Word of God. You can read it while you hear it or while you see it. It's just so wonderful. And we're also offering you right now my book, The Last Day We're Offering It This Week, called Testing the Supernatural, How to Biblically Test Dreams, Visions, Revelations, and Supernatural Manifestations. Sometimes people say, well, I don't know if I believe that revelation or not. You know, somebody said they just recently went to heaven and they talked about a bunch of stuff that's not in the Bible. How do we discern whether that's really from the Lord or not? Well, you need to know how to biblically test. That's very important. How do you biblically test dreams, visions, revelations, and spiritual manifestations. This book will really be a blessing to you. And we're also offering you right now, the last day this week, my book called how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy, developing discernment for these last days. It is a very substantial book. And I'm certain it's a book that you're going to want to share with somebody else. So you ought to order a couple. Anyway, you can order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call. And when you become a partner. We're going to send you two books as our way of saying, welcome to the partner family. We're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. The subtitle says, How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of Any Difficult Situation. This book is dedicated to partners. So when you become a partner, we send it to you. We want you to have this. And Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And please remember that if you need prayer, we're waiting for our phone to ring. Call us. Or send us an email. The moment the phone rings or your email shows up in the inbox, we're going to release our faith. We really are. And God's going to hear us. He's going to answer us. And God's going to move mightily in your life. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 19, if two of you will agree as touching anything, I will do it. We'll get into agreement with you and with God. And God will move mighty in response to all of our prayers together. But let us know how to pray for you so we can pray more effectively. So give us a call or send us your email. But I'll be back in just a moment.
0: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
1: Well, I want you to open your Bible to James chapter 3, and today we're going to begin again in verse 1, where James says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. That word condemnation is a very important word, the Greek word krima. It describes a verdict handed down by the court after they've heard all the evidence. And here we find that if any person claims to be a revelator or a masterful teacher, God is listening. The court of heaven is listening. They're analyzing. They are scrutinizingly listen to every word, every phrase, every nuance if we're claiming to be giving divinely given revelation. God is very concerned about what is spoken and taught in his name. And God listens. The court of heaven is analyzing. And after the court of heaven hears it all, it passes down the verdict whether this is authentic revelation or not. The word masters In verse 1 is the Greek word didaskalos. The word didaskalos can be translated masters, but in fact, it is the Greek word for a masterful teacher. It's the very word used in the Gospels when the disciples refer to Jesus as master. That's the word didaskalos. They were saying, no one has a more masterful grip on the scripture than you. You are our master. You are our didaskalos. It is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word Rabbi, And now James says in James 3, verse 1, don't a lot of you run around claiming to be masterful teachers because those who claim that are going to be subject to the gaze of God. He's listening. He's watching. Every word, every phrase, every nuance, and the court of heaven is the one that's going to pass the verdict of whether or not this was authentic Revelation that is very powerful. It's very sobering for me because I teach the Word of God. And while I want to make sure I bring you teaching that you can trust, most of all, I know that I am to please the ears of the Lord because he's listening to every word, every phrase, every nuance. There's nothing more important than teaching the Word of God and never forget that words have consequences. But, we're going to go on now in James chapter 3 and see what James says next. And when you come to James 3, verse 14, he's describing proof of a wrong revelation. Listen to what he says. James 3, 14. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, we covered this yesterday, glory not it, lie not against the truth. Verse 15. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, it is sensual, it is devilish. But let's look at verse 14 one more time. He says, but if you have bitter, envying, and strife. The word have, as we saw yesterday, is a form of the Greek word echo, which means to have, hold, or to possess, to be in possession of something. So James says, if you have, if you hold, if you are in possession of a bitter, envying, and strife. Well, what does this mean, bitter, envying, and strife? Well, we saw yesterday that the word bitter is the Greek word pikria, He describes an inner poison that causes one to eventually become unkind, sour, sharp, sarcastic, scornful, cynical, mocking, contemptuous of others. If you're using your platform to be contemptuous of others, it's not right. That's not what God does. Then he uses the word envy, a translation of the Greek word zealous, which pictures a self consumed person who's driven to see his agenda adopted. He's just driven by it. One who is competitive. It denotes one upset because someone else has achieved more or received more than him. He can't rejoice with somebody else. One who is jealous, envious, resentful, filled with ill will for the one who got what he wanted. One that is irritated, infuriated, irate, annoyed, provoked, and fuming, or one who is incensed. This is not the way that heavenly wisdom behaves. And then he adds the word strife, the Greek word arithea. It is such a terrible word. It is actually the Greek word for a political party. And as I told you yesterday, a political party is fine in a democracy, but the church is not to be divided by a party spirit. And this word Arethea literally depicts a party spirit because of its connection to political parties and political agendas. It pictures individuals or group of individuals who push their agenda and their ideas, fighting fiercely to see their platform adopted. A self-seeking ambition that is more concerned about itself and the fulfillment of its own wants, desires, and pleasures than it is in meeting the needs of others. It pictures one so bent on getting what he wants that he's willing to do anything, say anything, or sacrifice any relationship to achieve his goal. It is a self-focused attitude that is so engrossed with its own desires and ambitions that he's blinded to the desires and the needs of others or one that is jockeying for some kind of position. And yesterday I shared with you from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and let's go there again because I really want you to understand this word Arethea, which here is translated as the word strife. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we find that strife was in the church of Corinth. And that is amazing because in the church of Corinth, there were gifts of the spirit. There were so many wonderful grace given manifestations, but there were some things happening that were inappropriate, including strife. Listen to this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, Paul says, Now I beseech you, brethren. This word beseech is important because it is a Greek word, parakaleo. It's a picture of Paul on his knees. He's praying. He's begging. He's dropped to his knees. He's pleading with them. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, which means they were not and that there be no divisions among you, which means there were. And then he adds that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment, and perfectly joined together is an old Greek word which was used to describe a time of rebuilding after civil war. And during civil war, brother fought brother, family fought family, They stood opposed to each other on different sides of the line, each pushing their own agenda, each wanting their platform to be adopted and embraced, fighting, shedding blood, but perfectly joined together in this particular verse means it's time to put the weapons aside and it's time to enter into a period of civility and rebuilding and reconstruction. Let's get the church together again. Put aside all this fighting, and let's begin rebuilding. Let's restore civility to the church. Then, in verse 11, he explains what's happening. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the household of Chloe, that there are contentions. Um, that word contentions is the word "erithe," the Greek word strife. The same word that we just saw in James chapter 3, which means the church of Corinth was dividing into political parties. And every party in the church believed their style of ministry and their revelation was more important than someone else's. And they were all jockeying for advantage and position inside the church. And unthinkably, we find out what the political parties were in verse 12. Now this I say that every one of you saith, I am of Paul. I'm of Paul, I'm of Cephas, that's Peter, and another group said, I'm of Christ. So in the church of Corinth, there was the Paul party, there was the Apollos party, there was the Peter party, there was the Christ party, who was probably the group of super spirituals in the church, and they were all waging war with each other. You know what about? Style. 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 They all preached the same message. But some people like Paul's style better. Some people like Apollo's style better. Some people liked Peter's style better. And some people said, we're not of anybody else. We're just of Christ. And these groups were literally fighting each other inside the church. And in verse 10, Paul says, hey... It's time to be perfectly joined together. This behavior is inappropriate. Put away all the guns, all the weapons, and make a decision to restore civility to the church. There needs to be a period of rebuilding. But they had strife, political parties inside. The church. Well, political parties are fine in a democracy. They're not all right in the church. This is an evidence that something has gone wrong. And in fact, James goes on to say in verse 14. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, and that's exactly what the Greek says. It says in your hearts, which means this is an issue of the heart. He says, glory not it, lie not against the truth. Glory not. In Greek means don't over-exalt yourself at the expense of somebody else, or it depicts actions that exalts one and downgrades another, which means in the name of revelation, we are never to put other people down. And he says, lie not against the truth. Do you know why he says that? Because the word lie is the Greek word sodomai, it depicts one who walks in a pretense that is untrue or one who intentionally misrepresents facts or truths. He portrays himself as moving in real divine revelation. And because I'm moving in real divine revelation, I can speak the way that I'm speaking about others. And Paul says, hey, God never degrades people. He never allows you to exalt yourself at the expense of somebody else. Quit saying that God is sanctioning this behavior because he does not. And then he says clearly in verse 15, this wisdom, the word wisdom, the Greek word Sophia, it describes wisdom or revelation or special insight that you're purporting to possess. He says it descends not from above. The word descends means it literally does not descend from above. It does not come from a heavenly source. But then he adds, it is earthly, it is sensual, it is devilish. This is so straight. The word earthly in Greek is epigeas. Epi means upon. The word geos is from the word geos, which is the word for the physical earth. You compound the two words together. The word earthly literally means from the earth, right from the earth, belonging to an earthly realm. Secondly, he says it is sensual. The word sensual, the Greek word sukikas, this is really powerful. The word sukikas means soulish or belonging to the soulish realm. And sometimes people really move in a lot of soul power and people perceive it to be spiritual, but it's not spiritual. It's soul power. This is where manipulation takes place, and it's also where demons operate. And that's why he then adds devilish. This is earthly, this is sensuous or soulish, this is devilish. The word devilish, the Greek word daimoniodes, which means it is demonic, it is demon-like, or this is something influenced by demonic activity. And the RIV of James 3.14 is, if you have an attitude that makes you sarcastic, cynical, mocking, contemptuous, and wounding of others... If you're driven to see your view or agenda adopted at the expense of others, if you're irritated, infuriated, irate, annoyed, provoked, fuming, or incensed with others and so filled with strife inside your heart that you're blinded to the needs and desires of others, and if you're jockeying for advantage, even if it is to the disadvantage of others, then stop these actions and attitudes that are being carried out at the expense of others— and quit projecting yourself as doing it all with right motives because it isn't true. And then the RIV of 315 is, this is emphatically not the wisdom that comes down from heaven, but on the contrary, it emphatically is from a low-level earthly realm. It is pure, soulish activity, and anyone who's thinking and behaving like this is clearly under the influence of demonic activity. Then he says in verse sixteen, for where envy and strife is, there's confusion in every evil work. Every evil work. But first he uses the word confusion. This word confusion is the word for anarchy, insubordination and every evil work. The word every is all-inclusive. The Greek word pan. The word evil, the Greek word phallos, it's where you get the word foul. It describes something dead, stinking like meat filled with maggots. This is maggot material. There's no life of God in this. It's dead, stinking, maggot material. And he calls it every foul or evil work. The word work being the Greek word pragma. The word pragma can describe an activity or a deed or a work, but it is the very word that is used in the Greek literature to describe works of witchcraft or the occult. So now we find this is witchcraft material operating inside the church. Wow, this is very powerful. But then he adds, are you ready for this? But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits... Without partiality and without hypocrisy. Wow. Let's take this verse apart. But the wisdom that is from above. The word wisdom here, the Greek word Sophia, real heavenly revelation, real heavenly wisdom, that which is given supernatural and really comes from heaven, that which is from above, and from above the Greek word anothen, that which is descending from a heavenly source, he says, is first pure. The word first, the Greek word proton, it means first and foremost above everything else. He says it's pure. And the word pure is the Greek word agnos. The word agnos means pure inside and out. It is uncontaminated. Real heavenly wisdom is first and foremost pure, completely uncontaminated. Then he adds peaceable. The word peaceable, a very interesting Greek word, the word aranikos. It's a compound of two words. The word erenei. The word erenei is the word for peace. It also describes a time of rebuilding and civility. The word nikos is the word to conquer. When you compound the two words together, this word peaceable literally means it is peace conquering. It is peace dominating. Or when wisdom and revelation really comes from heaven, it comes with a sense of peace. It comes with dominating peace. And then he adds, it is gentle. The word gentle being the Greek word case, a wonderful Greek word, which means mild, gentle. It's like soothing medication to angry minds and emotions. When a real heavenly revelation comes, it's like medication to the soul. It brings an answer for the soul. Then he adds, and he says it's easy to be entreated. Easy to be entreated. Hmm. Well, it pictures one that is reasonable, one that is agreeable, as opposed to one that is stiff necked and obstinate. One that says, I'm going to cram this down your throat whether you want to hear it or not. That is not the way that real heavenly wisdom behaves. It's not obstinate, it's not stiff necked. But it's easy to be entreated. This is what James says. And then he adds, it is without hypocrisy. In Greek, without hypocrisy means it is authentic. It is genuine. It is the opposite of something that is pretended, simulated, faked, feigned, or phony. This is one who is authentic. Authentic. And in James 3.18, he finally adds, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. The Greek says, by them that make peace. Real heavenly wisdom always makes peace. That's why it is peace dominating, peace conquering. And you could translate James 3.17 like this. Wisdom that comes from a heavenly source is first of all, recognizable because of its impeccable behavior. Isn't that a marvelous translation? Listen to it again. Wisdom that comes from a heavenly source is first of all recognizable because of its impeccable behavior. It comes with a dominating sense of peace and is characterized by a mild, kind, temperate, calm, and gentle behavior that comforts, calms, softens, and brings healing to others. Real heavenly wisdom gets along easily with others and never demands its own way with ugly and unreasonable behavior. It is filled to the brim with so much compassion that it finds a way to be helpful in any way possible. Such wisdom does not practice favoritism. It is authentic and it is genuine. That is the evidence of real heavenly revelation. Wow, this has
0: been so good. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. Who controls you, you or your mouth? If you're tired of your mouth running all the time and saying things you later regret, it's time for you to learn how to tame the tongue. And if you're also trying to discern if what you're hearing on the TV and internet is right or wrong revelation, it's high time for you to know how to figure out if you should eat or reject what you're listening to. In this five-part series by Rick Renner, Taming the Tongue and Discerning the Real Source of Revelations, you'll learn how to start letting the Holy Spirit tame your tongue, how to use your tongue to help and not hurt, the biblical evidence to prove a so-called revelation comes from a wrong spirit, the biblical evidence to prove a revelation has its origin in heaven, available in digital or physical formats. This five-part series can be yours starting at just $10. In addition... We're also offering you the books Testing the Supernatural for $13 and How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy for $20. In these books, you'll learn how to test what you're listening to and how to keep your head on straight in a world that seems to be getting crazier all the time. Don't miss this special offer, the series Taming the Tongue and Discerning the Real Source of Revelations, and the books Testing the Supernatural and How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
1: Hey friends, this is Rick Renner. And today I'm standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust proverbs 10:21 says the lips of the righteous feed many And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building. And now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. My friend, today is the last day that we're offering you my brand new series, which comes in five parts and in multiple formats. And the series is called Taming the Tongue and Discerning the Real Source of Revelations. The subtitle says, Practical Help for Controlling Your Mouth and Sensibly Discerning Right and Wrong Revelations. It is just jam-packed with teaching from James chapter 3, and it comes with a wonderful study guide so you can read it while you hear it or while you see it. Please order yours right now by going online. Today is the last day that we're offering this on the program. And today is also the last day that we're offering you two books... One is called Testing the Supernatural, How to Biblically Test Dreams, Visions, Revelations, and Supernatural Manifestations. And the other book, How to Keep Your Head On Straight in a World Gone Crazy. You can order both of these by also going online or by giving us a call right now. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to immediately send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness and my book called Life in the Combat Zone. We send these two books to every person who becomes a part of our partner family. And my friends, when you reach out to us, let us know how to pray for you. We believe Jeremiah 33, 3. It says, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things. We'll get into agreement with you in prayer and God will move. He'll answer. He will show you great and mighty things. But let me pray for you right now. Father, thank you so much for the word of God. Lord, your word is so powerful. Truly where the word of a king is, there's power. Thank you, Father, that you teach us to control our tongue and to be sensible in the way that we discern revelation. We thank you for the instruction of James chapter 3. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with me. I look forward to seeing you Monday. But remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.